Um, all right, sorry, let me get into the sermon. Uh, now, Drive Up, guys, you are actually here today because um, yesterday, not yesterday, last week when I was praying about this, God gave me a very clear, you guys need to be in here to hear what I'm talking about. So, um, and, he, and God was like, you know, if, if some of the adults understand it too, that's also good. Um, I am going to get you guys to come closer. You're very far away, so come, come closer. I thought you were close enough, but you're not. Um, so, I love stories. Um, I get to tell them at work. I get to show kids how to make stories. Every culture on earth has stories. Is clearly one of the things that defines being a human is this fact that we like to tell and hear stories. Um, you know, our mum, when we come home, what did you do today? She's basically saying, tell me your story. Tell me your story of the day. Um, have you guys watched uh, iTunes, oh, sorry, not iTunes, um, um, TV, Netflix, a movie this week? Yeah, so you like stories, and I'm sure you guys have as well. Stories are one way we make sense of ourselves and how we fit into the world around us. So now, a good storyteller can create a whole world of people and events. And this reflects God, who is the ultimate storyteller. Um, we love stories because God loves stories. We tell stories and make worlds because we are made in the image of the one who does that too. And it is really important that we accurately understand the story that God has been telling because it will help us make sense of ourselves and how we fit into the world. Um, many years ago, I remember I had to put together a script based on the life of Jesus. And as I read the Gospels, I was looking at it with my drama lens on and I began to notice some things because putting together a script, I had to consider what had happened prior to something that Jesus said. You know, what was having an effect on how he spoke? Um, so if, you know, he hadn't had any sleep and then he hears his cousins died, that's going to affect how he reacts to that. And that, that helped me understand the flow of the story, which is what I'm going to do today, and how events happen in a context and how they relate to each other. Now, like many of the people up here the last few weeks, um, this is flowing out of the great teaching that Putty gave to us. Uh, and Putty recalibrated for us our understanding of God's big story. Um, and I have experienced, not just from Putty, but actually throughout my life, that the more accurately we grasp God's big story, the more impact he and that story have on the life we have to live. You notice I put in the, the theme for the year in there. Yeah, just ease that in. Thanks. Um, so I was scanning and reviewing through Putty's book, trying to get all the information I needed, and I realised I was actually trying to do the impossible. I was like trying to spend 20 minutes of my sermon doing what it took Putty, like most of his book, to do. And I went, I'm going to do it anyway. Um, so, but God also again helped me last week because he said, okay, if you're going to do that, use pictures. And so there's going to be lots of pictures up there and use people. That's you guys. Yeah. All right. Um, sorry, there's no Christmas drama from Jive Up this year. This is it. No. Um, <laughs> all right. So in the beginning, I need Eli because we were made in God's image. Eli, you're going to come up and be my God. Come on up. Come on, Eli. Just stand here. Very good. All right. This is going to be a super long sermon if you applaud them every time they get up. So feel the heart. Hold the claps. Um, so Esri, you're not going to get any claps. Come on up. Uh, and Esri's going to be us. He really likes that he's the God and she's the human. All right, can I have you on this side, Esri, because psychologically in my planning I needed it that way. So we are the way the cosmos will recognise God. They see us, they've seen what God is like. Um, this just is, isn't in body, but it's in being, in our nature. So my symbol for being, and also one of the reasons that I'm using Jive Uppers, is because they're going to let me cover their faces in yellow paint. Um, 
Okay, so because we're in God's image, we have right being. So an, the word we use today is righteousness. That just means we're right in being. This is our identity. You're right in being. Uh, moreover, and this is the part they're both not keen on, because we're intimately hanging out with God, as Scott said last week, chilling with him in the garden, our relationship needs are met. We're loved and secure. Hold hands. Yeah, come on, guys. High five for me at least. Loved and secure. <laughs> There's a picture up there you can imagine there. Stand closer to each other at least. Oh, intimacy in the garden, I love it. All right. All right, and finally, God has given us his authority. So you have some authority. I'm using the crown to represent that. You get the nice crown because um, you are God and you get a slightly less nice crown. You can put that on for me. Excellent. So you get a crown. So uh, he has given us his authority. We have dominion over the earth to rule it and look after it. Okay, so guys, dominion. Dominion means this stuff. When I use the word dominion, crown, authority, okay? All right, so these three ideas, being, beautiful face, um, oh, they're screaming next door, that's nice. Um, uh, the relationship, stand closer, high five, high five. Yeah. <laughs> and dominion are super useful in understanding the big story God is telling. This is so hilarious already. All right, so everything is good in the garden. Can you guys lay out this green sheet? This represents the garden. Lay it on the ground and stand on it. Great. Okay, so everything's super good in the garden. It's all good in the hood. But of course, as you know, things changed. All right, so Satan plays a mind game. He tells them that if they eat the fruit, get on the garden, you're in the garden too, they will be like God. Now, I want you to notice they are like God. Satan is tricking them. They, he's offering them something they already have. Um, and because, now, she's completely right in being, okay? Um, but she, on the basis of messed up thinking, she makes a really awful choice. And there's a little side note to the adults. C.S. Lewis talks about the fact that Possibly the reason there was this rule in the garden to do with the, the tree is he was, God was giving them the joy of obedience, the opportunity to obey God of their own free will, which I, I always find really interesting. All right, so the choice to disobey, I want you guys to imagine like a hammer hitting glass. It sends cracks through the whole cosmos and it has immediate and very long-term impacts. So it strikes at their being. So baby wipe time. Can you wipe the yellow off her face. Just go for gold. All right. Yep, just get it all off as much as you can anyway. Get as much as you can. And I'm going to mar your being, your broken being. All right. This is why I had to use drive up. You guys would be like, no. <laughs> um, so it strikes at her identity, at her being. Our identity was to be an image of God, but because sin is resonant inside, uh, now we bear sin's image instead. And unfortunately, guys, Adam's broken template was passed on to us because we can only pass on what we are. You know, we don't have dog or cat babies. We have human babies. Um, we pass on what we are. So all of us have this mar of sin. We don't have, we don't bear God's image anymore. All right. I'm just going to chuck away the pieces of paper. I don't need any more. Go away. All right. So fear and shame, this shame in our identity result in this desire for humans to distance themselves from God. So I want you to stay where you are. I want you to come and stand over here. 
All right, because I want you to notice that it is, it's not on God's side of the relationship. It's us. We're the ones who move. God is always open. Now, can you hold your arms out towards her and pursuing us? That was deeply beautiful. Um, <laughs> and we see that when he cares for Adam and Eve. You know, he provides clothing. And their rule, so Maeve, Maeve, if you can come on up. Maeve's very excited. Come and stand over here. Uh, their rule is handed over. Can you give this and you can take this and pop that on your head? And just as a bit of a symbol of how that you did once have a crown, you can have a really broken crown if you put that on. Okay, just a little broken crown there. Okay, so the rule, the authority over the earth has been handed over, handed over to Satan. I'm going to give you a bit of a, a symbol there. All right. You can just get some red. Red is a good colour. There we go. Beautiful. Don't lose your crown there, Satan. All right, beautiful. Okay, because I want you to understand that God, he gave a crown to us. We gave the crown to this guy. It didn't didn't revert back to God, okay? Um, We just, we handed it over to this guy. Now, I thought about how I was going to symbolize the enemy because I didn't really want to draw the red horned cartoon figure. So I drew a serpent. But, and then I realized, well, he wasn't just an animal, he was also a fallen angel, so I added some wings, uh, and then I realized I'd drawn a dragon. Um, <laughs> and I thought, well, that's appropriate, because G- Satan is described in Revelation as the great dragon, and dragons would have been apex predators. Now, you might be like, well, wait a sec, dragons aren't real. Yeah, they were, we now call them dinosaurs. Here is a dinosaur skull, okay? Um, it looks like a dragon to me. But it wasn't like a, a how-to-train-your-dragon, fluffy dragon, friendly dragon, guys. You know, your dragon fluffy friend? No, he is a super bad news for humans dragon. Yeah, hide the white bit. That wasn't meant to be there. Just chuck that. There's no white on you. Get rid of your angel wings. All right. So because of what happened in the garden, he, as Jesus described him, is the ruler of this world. You've got the crown, Maeve. You rule the world. All right. So because of us, the cosmos is broken. So can I get you, Maeve? Uh, actually, both of you, can you lay this over the garden, this black fabric? Just cover it all out. Spread it out. Spread out the black. All right. That's an impact of the fall. You know, that there are signs of cataclysm. Guys, cataclysm is a big word, but it sort of means broken stuff. Um, all on other planets in this, gal- in our, this solar system, okay? Um, we have seen, um, you know, impacts of the fallen nature of the cosmos in, on other stars. So our fall had this physical impact that like ripped the whole cosmos. The cosmos is everything, the whole universe. All right. So, um, as well as that, Isaac, can you come up? It had an impact on our thinking. So, can you hold this up next to... So, if you can stand over the, the black. You can stand over the black. Sweetie. Okay. And if you can hold this up next to her thoughts. Very good. All right. So, we have this broken thinking. Okay. Um, because of our marred being. And we see this in Adam and Eve's behaviour, because thinking produces words and actions. So immediately they're hiding and blaming. And worse, while because of us the cosmos is broken, because of, hello Satan, Satan's increasing and continuing rule, the cosmos gets more broken. Have some more black fabric, just lay it around everywhere, on the ground. Thanks, Satan. Um, The decay and natural disaster we see on our planet is at its root caused by humans, but it's enhanced by the dominion of Satan, the fact that she's wearing that crown. So, guys, this is the earth. It's not, not looking like a good, great place here. Um, and death and decay introduced into a perfect cosmos has an impact on our bodies. So, Maeve, can you, for me, pin this? This is, an ex- this is sort of symbolising this black fabric, is symbolising brokenness. Can you pin that onto Esri's shirt 
um, or shorts or something, so that she has a bit of a broken body as well. Okay. So, um, so aging, increasing sickness, disease, they're all part of the increasing genetic mutations. That's loss of information, guys, and mistakes in chemistry uh, in our bodies and in the environment around us. What a wonderful thing we've done to the world. Go, piece of paper. All right. So, because our thinking is increasingly broken, it's impacted by genetic flaws and by the oppression of Satan. So, Satan, can you, for me, Maeve, put this up? It's sort of in line with the other one. So, it sort of goes um, from here to here. If you can stick that one up for me, Maeve. You might have to help her. Yep. All right. Beautiful. So, our thinking is increasingly broken. Our words and actions are even more broken, which leads to more and more sin behaviours. Got a garbage bag here. All right. So can you hold on to that for me, Esri? You've got sin baggage. All right. So, and as we get more and more sin baggage, this further increases the brokenness of our thinking and our choices, and it goes on in this terrible exponential cycle. It's not been a good day for you, has it? No. All right. So let's recap. Um, Guys, I'm going to let you sit for a moment. That way you're not having to hold that up. So just sit where you are. Excellent. Because otherwise you're having to sit the whole time and that's sucky. You don't have to hold it up. You're good. I love that you're keen because you're going to have to hold it up again. All right. So let's recap. So um, creation, we have authority. So from God, we have, which gives us purpose. We have identity. We have intimacy. But then Satan took rule. And our image is twisted into sin. Uh, and there's a relational divide between humans and humans and God, although they're sitting quite close, closer than they were before when I was trying to get them close, honestly. Um, so the big question is, what is God going to do to address all this? That's the question. All right, this is going to try and answer, because this story is about God and us, about our relationship. So can I get you to stand up, Satan? I'm going to give you a balloon world, um, because... His increasing rule, you can loom over that unhappily, you know, you can wrap it the black around it if you want to, have some fun with it. Okay, the mess got so bad that God decided to wash it away with a flood, saving only the righteous, the right in being, Noah and his family. Um, and this, um, guys, we can see the evidence of the flood, this cataclysm in the geology and the landscapes of our world everywhere. So, we've, you know, God, God tried to get rid of this stuff, um, but... Well, we've still got problems. Okay, so God, can you stand up for me? God continues to pursue humanity. So Ezra, if you can just come and stand a bit further away from God, come and hang over this side. You can keep, you can play with the, the, the ball if you want to hold on to the world that you've got. Excellent. So God is pursuing humanity. Hold your arms out. Yay. Yes, beautiful hands. Um, and uh, we see this in... <laughs> uh, because he's an unforgiving God. He's not, he's not like, you know, oh, I hate you. He's, he actually makes a deal with Abraham in the Abrahamic covenant. Um, now, I am hugely simplifying, and I do recommend you listen to Neil's sermon, which is great on that. But basically, the deal is, I look after you, you get blessed. You don't have to do anything. You just enjoy the blessings. Um, and interestingly, Romans says, the scripture said, Abraham believed God, and because of his faith, God accepted him as righteous, right in being. And God continues to try and restore intimacy. So when Moses is leading the people, but in their brokenness, so can I have you up again, thoughts guy? And their messed up thinking. So just come and stand this side so the the thoughts work the right direction. Excellent. Their brokenness, their messed up thinking, this leads to broken actions and words. So they actually ask God for rules and distance. They want to pay. So let me grab 
the symbol for that. They want to, there's a bill, they want God basically to charge them a bill for their sin baggage and they will pay with it, so you can just chuck the bill on the ground, they will pay with it through a sacrifice of a pure and innocent being. So can you chuck the, the bill, can you chuck the baggage on the bill and they pay with it through, uh, actually, yep, there we go, blood. It's a work of art. All right. Um, so basically, we want to try it our way rather than God's way because, you know, that worked out so well last time. All right. Um, these laws, the payment for sin, you know, um, the, that was, where am I? Uh, yes, the, the sacrifices, this blood, this is not God's idea. This is not what God wanted, okay? Um, but he's kind of like a doting father with a spoiled kid. He just lets us have our way. And I want you to see how it keeps them separated from God. We've got the baggage, we've got the bill, we've got the sacrifices, pointing with my foot, it's classy. Um, you know, in, and the thing is, in their broken beings, in a broken cosmos, they are unable to keep the rules that they had asked for. And so it ends all these consequences because God is faithful. He's like, well, I'll keep my side of the bargain. But he's really reluctant about doing it. He'll keep it, but he doesn't really want to keep it because it's a bad bargain. It's not, it's not a good idea. All right, so we need to fix this. And of course, we need somebody to come in and fix it. And God, in his continued loving pursuit, wandering around there, um, took on that role. So I'll get you guys to go and take a seat. Just um, hang out over there. Yep, you can all hang out. Take, yep, you can take the world with you, Satan. Yeah, you can sit down too. All right, and can I have uh, Eleanor up? And we have Jesus' birth. Hooray. Hold on to Jesus. Huzzah. Beautiful. All right, so let's notice some things about Jesus. He was born of a woman, so he still bears the marred being, Adam's broken template. And that's important that he is, he's got this because it means he's one of us. He's like us, okay? It's important that he has that. He often identified himself as the son of man, all right? But he's also God's son. We notice the yellow. We know the yellow. Yep, yep. God's waving. there waving. Excellent. Um, because in being, he was in the image of God. He, he said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. It's just like we were once back in the garden. So um, that's your bit done. So you can just pop that in the basket there. Thanks. Baby Jesus, bye. Um, now, interestingly, we only get one look at Jesus between birth and baptism. Uh, and I think if Jesus' birth is important for identity, then the event where he and his family went to Jerusalem. Now, I need Trista. Where are you? Excellent. Come on over, Jesus. Um, the event where he goes to Jerusalem and he stays behind and his parents come back for him is important for relationship. And I'll explain in a moment, but first of all, I need to make you... Okay, so... Uh, where am I? So he, we find Jesus. Um, the parents are looking for him. They find him at the temple. And Jesus answers his very frustrated parents with surprise. He's like, well, of course it would be in my father's house. Uh, come on over, God. Need you back. Because he is pursuing intimacy and relationship with God. So, you know, they're like, yeah, let's hang out together. High five. Beautiful. All right. Um, it was not very well done, actually. I reckon God would high-five better than that. Come on, guys. God and Jesus. Should be the best high-five ever. Yeah. Okay. All right. So this also shows us that Jesus knows who he is. He's confident in his identity. Now, the next time, I want you to keep hanging out, um, God. 
And the next time we encounter Jesus is at the Jordan when he's baptised. And God says, this is my son, so he's affirming his identity, with whom I am well pleased, affirming his relationship. And the Holy Spirit... (laughs) Thank you. Hot glue guns are the best. All right. Um, Okay, so the Holy Spirit, where am I? Uh, Yes, the Holy Spirit, the presence of God and carrying, notice the little crown, the authority of God fills Jesus. So through the presence of the Holy Spirit, Jesus has access to God's power-backed authority. And this um, just is actually what we now have, okay, guys? So we've had, you know, we've had um, identity, we've had relationship, now we've got dominion. Jesus has got the package. All right, so you guys can take a sit for a moment because I'm going to look at the, the screen. So out of healthy identity, relationship, and authority, Jesus is bringing the king in. He shows us what God is like. He's constantly saying, your sins are forgiven. And he's saying this to people who haven't asked that yet. They haven't even thought about repenting. He's like, your sins are forgiven. Okay? He shows us God's heart. Uh, He deals with the the baggage that is stopping people from connecting with God. Uh, Because, you see, the heart of God isn't for us to follow a set of rules, but to know and be in relationship with him. Visualized now by the high five. Uh, okay. Ah, yep, I can get rid of a piece of paper. <sighs> so good. All right. And the other thing Jesus is doing is he's showing us how to be humans in a broken world, carrying the presence of the Holy Spirit and challenging Satan's rule. So we see that he heals bodies. Uh, what else did he do? He brings deliverance from demons. He, he teaches truth into our thinking. Uh, he, you know, and I've talked about forgiveness and he has authority over nature. Okay. Uh, so Jesus is showing us how to get, how to be these humans in this broken world. So now we enter the major events where Jesus deals with it, all of this once and for all. So come on up, Jesus. Jesus is hungry. Jesus is eating chips. Jesus is always eating in the Bible. So I think that's very appropriate. Okay. So in the prayer that Jesus prays on the night of his crucifixion, he prays that we would be one as he and his father are one. That those now and in the future, that's us who follow him would be one with him. This is super important because Jesus goes into the events of the cross carrying us with him the whole way. Remember this is a symbol for us, guys? Yeah. So if you have a look at it, yeah, it looks like Esri. Esri, this is you. Yeah, you can stay there. All right, so can you pin that to yourself? So Jesus takes us with him into the events of the cross. Okay. Carrying us with him, Jesus symbolically goes back to where it all started, a garden. So if you want to step onto the fabric that has the garden underneath, yep. Um, And he makes himself one with us, taking on the baggage. So he's one of the whole world's lots of sin. The whole world's sin. Not just one person's sin, not just your and my sin, but the whole world's sin. You got baggage, dude. Um, All right, at the trial. So Satan, if you can come and stand up here. Jesus continues to be one with us as he's falsely accused and lied about as we are by the enemy. He's really cool with this sin. You're not feeling at all oppressed by it. I love it. Um, And he is given a broken crown just as ours was broken. So just like what Esri's wearing over there, Jesus has got one too. See Esri? See Trista? Yeah. So he's really identifying with us. And, And he doesn't fight back, but he lets Satan have dominion Doing a great job there, Maeve, as we have. <laughs> Just perfect casting. All right. 
So just as our image of God was defaced, Jesus is now also disfigured. Like he was severely beaten up. All right. But he's carrying us with him. He's identifying with us. And again, retracing our steps, there is a symbolic tree. You can just have a sit down for a moment. The symbolic tree, which we can see that over there. I thought about moving it to here and went, no. Um, and, and I'm not doing this to you, but we were naked in the garden and, and Jesus was naked on the cross. He was really identifying with us. His body was, I'm not doing that to you, I just said that. His body was broken as ours has been. So, let's see. Um, uh, Esri, can you come and help me? Can you wrap this around her, her hand? And this one around this hand. And I'll put this one around your feet. Okay. So his body is broken. All right. Yeah, if you want to tie that around her hand, that would be great. Okay. God did everything sin did did to humanity, and he put it back on the tree. Okay, we've got the sin off the tree. He's putting it back on the tree. Isaac, can you come up? You stand here holding your broken thinking. Now, Jesus expresses broken thinking. I don't know whether he felt it or thought it or not, but he expresses the type of broken thinking that we have. Why have you forsaken me? But the thing is, of course, that God never left us. It's always us who's taking the step away. So he's expressing the same sort of broken thinking that we have. And as the blood of a pure innocent... Oh, I need more blood than that. Yeah, because, you know, so if you can hold that. Goes on top of the baggage, on top of the bill. All right. The Mosaic Covenant. Remember that silly agreement that we wanted, um, we organised at Moses' time, that we made with God? All right. That's been dealt with. Okay, because this is a pure and innocent sacrifice paying for not just one person's sin, not just good people's sin, but the sin of the whole world. All right? Jesus, has, Jesus sacrifices pain for every, every stuffed up behavior or thought that we've ever had. All right. Jesus, stay standing. Um, thoughts, dude, you can take a seat. Thank you. So now sin can't de- separate us from God. So, um, ah, this is my favorite bit. So I've just poured some balloons out for those people listening on the thing later. Because the, the whole, that, that whole deal, yes, it's going to sound like a war zone in here, which is awesome. War is being done on Satan and on sin. No, it's not your baby. Kill it. Sit on it. <laughs> You've got a pin there. Pop it. All right. While they're, they're popping those or playing with them or whatever they do, the thing you need to understand is that God is doing all the work. We just need to step towards him. God, you know, the way that they, the Israelites wanted of rules and behaviour modification and endless sacrifices for sin, um, he ended that at the cross, okay? Jesus has paid the full price. All right, full price paid. They're popping it as we speak. Yes. All right. This is what the new covenant is like. Let me bring it back home to Vineyard Pine Rivers. So say if for the... Eight hundred or nine hundred thousand dollar debt for this building. Someone made a deal to come and pay the lot, and the church credit card, and any other little bills, unpaid salaries. It's all sorted in one swoop. Plus, the deal gets better. Any future debts the church might rack up. So, aircon, yes, please. Spa center, why not? Tri- 
Trips to Vineyard Mars with Elon Musk, don't mind if we do. It doesn't matter what we spend, we are going to be a debt free. It's been paid. Okay, the debt man, the bill woman is not coming. All right, so on the cross, Jesus paid with his life for the sins of the whole world, past, present and future. All debts, all trips to Mars. Um, and if, it's, if they want to step into that new covenant, the new deal, they can. But the thing is, the world, I love the mess, I've made a broken world, it's all messy. Uh, the world doesn't know this. So we are called to tell them this exceptionally good news, uh, to reconnect people with God, to reconnect the world with Jesus. Anyway, um, so what's important though is it doesn't end with the death. Because remember in the garden, three problems were introduced at the fall. Um, relationship, God's all the way over there, identity and dominion. Okay, so in dealing with the Mosaic Covenant through Jesus' sacrificial death, God paves the way for relationship to be restored because he's removed our sin baggage. Okay, so part of the good news is forgiveness, but it isn't the only part. In his death, Satan, come on over here. Jesus also deals with the dominion problem. Okay, I need you to put your beautiful, yes, put your, put your balloons of the world down. Yeah, excellent. All right, Jesus, take that cross off Satan. Take the cross, sorry, the crown, my bad. Yes, thank you for correcting me. And put it on your own head. Yay, okay, you're a work of art. Okay, it's Holy Spirit's fault. Okay. Um, all right, so he takes back the crown. The authority that once belonged back to humanity is now restored in the Son of Man. And we, the future followers, are, notice, with him as he does this. Okay, we're present with him. So what's his is ours. But that's not all. Romans 6 said that we are united in his death and his life. So when, and bye-bye Satan, go away. <laughs> There's more sin disappearing. It's wonderful. All right. When Jesus rises again, he deals with the final problem. So let's take this off. Uh, Eli, can you come over and help me? Uh, oh, you've taken off your wrist things. Oh, I don't need help. She did it. I'll just break this broken crown. Oh, yes. I do need you to help me. I need you to do um, some masterful work with makeup remover. There you go. Can you wipe her face clean for me? Thanks, God. All right. So Jesus is having her face... Wiped clean in a really affectionate and careful way by God. You can, you can wipe his face later, sure. <laughs> you don't want it off. You want to keep God's being on you. Okay, cool. So the wrong being, the nature that means we keep doing what's wrong, is over um, for those joined with him. So Jesus, um, yep, I'll, you can just chuck that there. Um, come on over, Esri. Can you wipe off Esri's face for me? And I'm going to put some more God glow back on Jesus. Oh, look. Yay, image. So this is good. Our old self has been nailed to the cross with Jesus because, remember, we are with him. Okay? Uh, our identity is no longer broken but whole. Oh, nice. Oh. <laughs> Fully righteous. So you are right in being. You are what you are meant to be, designed to be at the start. So because our being, um, um, because we've risen with him, we will actually no longer perish. Our being will no longer perish. So while our body may die, our being, this part, is going to have eternal life. We are completely new creations. All right. Uh, it says in Colossians, you have been raised to life with Christ. In Matthew, because I live, you will also live. Uh, baptism is an analogy for this, okay? 
Uh, in Romans, it talks about the fact that we are baptised or immersed, dunked in the water, guys. You guys remember being baptised? Yeah, excellent. Into Jesus Christ and into his death. So we're buried under the water uh, and we rise up to new life. And when we rise up, spiritually, we change into something new, this new creation, okay? I like the analogy of lightning and sand. So under immense heat, sand's molecules are permanently changed to glass. Now, I did want to have some sand, but where I thought I had sand in my place, there was not sand. So imagine sand has turned into glass. And the thing is, if I ground up this glass, it would not revert to sand. It would just be really small bits of glass. Um, It can never be sand again. It is permanently a new thing. And these guys might remember because I did talk about that in Jive Up um, when we were preparing for baptism. All right. So change forever into a new thing. So can I please have all the boys up and... I'm going to give you some pieces of paper. <sighs> Never work with children or animals. All right, come on over, Jesus. See, Jesus in his crucifixion, his death and his resurrection, he smashes through all the walls of our problems in one fell swoop. Jesus is the good news. Go for it, honey. Hey! All right, Awesome. Very good. Very committed. Okay, go and sit down, gentlemen. Just looks like my normal classroom, really. All right. So, Jesus, as a man, takes back rule and he passes it to us. Okay. Um, Jesus, uh, now have I done this one yet? No, I haven't done it. Okay, cool. Jesus is an image of what humanity was meant to be, the image of God. Oh, you do see that there. Um, So in dying as us, he restores to humans our identity, this thing. So our root being, root problem of being is fixed, the thing that was causing the behaviour problems. All right. And he deals with our behaviours and our relationship distance from God. Oh, we're close to God again. Yay. Um, In his suffering on a cross and sacrifice of sins. I think that's good news. I think God is a pretty ama- Jesus is a pretty amazing saviour. And when I think about stuff like that, I want to praise God. So if you're ever having trouble worshipping, you know, think about that. All right. So I am going to let you guys sit down for a moment so that you're not always up in the front of everybody and feeling awkward and weird. All right. So I've got the screen up there. Um, so what's the impact of this? If you can give me the next one, Luke. Thank you. So uh, it, the impact is that for all people... The sin of all people has been dealt with at the cross, okay? Remember, there's no balloons. In fact, well, there's three of them left. But the bag is empty, okay? The sin has been dealt with. Um, this is good news. That's why the angels like, good news, peace on earth. That's peace between God and humans. Goodwill towards humans. This new covenant is available. The covenant, guys, means a deal. In Colossians, it says, he was reconciling all things to himself, whether things on heaven or things in earth. That's all things, Okay? Uh, by making peace through his blood shed on a cross. Uh, 2 Corinthians, very small up there, so I will read it for you. In Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself. Hold up the world for me, Maeve. World, whole world, okay? It didn't just say part of the, the people in the world who said, oh, will you forgive my sins? Remember, God forgives before we ask for forgiveness. So he's reconciling the whole world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. Thank you all. And entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. God is making his appeal through us. Be reconciled. Be friends again with God. But the thing is that people don't know that if you look up at the screen. Okay? 
in their minds, they think that God is far from them. And it's, so it, that's why it's our task to tell them this good news. God is on your side. He has dealt with all the stuff that was separating us. So step in and realize that you are forgiven. Now, for those people who are saved, excellent, um, who believe Jesus died on the cross to save them from their sins, not only, um, so Ezra, if you can come on up, are they no longer separated from God, relationship restored, but because they're one with Jesus, can you please pin Jesus onto yourself? Just pin it onto your shirt. Okay. The one with Jesus... Uh, oh, but, but they are one with Jesus. Okay, sorry, that's the end of that sentence. Yay. All right. So, like Jesus, they are risen as new creations. So, hello, yellow face. Bearing the image of God. They're fully right in being. Um, and they have Jesus in us. So, oh, I need the next symbol. You too get, when we're baptized with the Holy Spirit. So, pop that. Yep, pop that on. Lovely. Baptized with the Holy Spirit. Very good. Okay, we receive power from high in his presence in us. So we've got the total package going on. All right, we are in him and he is in us. Uh, and notice that we don't wear the crown. Okay, we are, we've still got a bro- broken crown. I might take that off now. There we go. It's Jesus in us who wears the crown. Okay, it's his authority we carry through the power of the Holy Spirit. Don't lose the Holy Spirit. That would be bad. Okay, and that... Because we've got that authority, that's how we can bring Jesus' kingdom and challenge the kingdom of this world. So this is a great story. Um, But let's be real, because I just want to share with you that I've actually had a hidden agenda in everything I've told you so far. Hidden agenda. Yeah, Eleanor's like, what? I'm paying attention again. Hidden agenda. What's going on? See, I needed to tell you all this background (laughs) and this context. It's embarrassing sitting up here. I'm sorry. Um, And all these... There's more sin disappearing. Um, well, you know, you can fix that problem. You can fix. Woo! No more sin. Yeah. All right. I'm going I'm to move on at this point. This is, what, this is actually pretty good for Jive Up. Usually they're way more distracting and talking out of turn. They're being really quiet today. I don't know why. Um... <laughs> Um, I need you guys to understand all this background. Thank you for paying attention. One person's looking at me going, I'm listening. All right. I need you to understand them because you see, guys, we have a thinking problem. Okay. Um, Where's my thinking? Oh, come on up. Isaac, you're my thinking problem, dude. Okay. Because we may think that Satan, come on over, Maeve, still rules. Okay. So go and grab Jesus' crown and put it on your head. All right, so we may think that this is a situation because he was the ruler of this world. Jesus said that. But now all things have been put under Jesus' feet. Jesus, grab your crown. Grab your crown. (laughs) So that is a wrong image if we have that in our head that we think Satan still rules this world. Jesus is Lord of all. And Satan would like very much that we did not realize that. So I've got a little Satan symbol. Eh. Okay, Maeve, can you pop your little symbol? Uh, yes, up there on that one. Thank you. <laughs> Love the way that they're like, I'm battling for supremacy. I've got to get on the stage. Got to be high. Okay, beautiful. So he does not want us realizing that through the Holy Spirit, we have 
authority to challenge the enemy and his forces. Because remember, this is a battle not against flesh and blood, but against the powers and authorities in the spiritual realm to extend Jesus' reign and rule into this world and everywhere it is broken. Now, I'm going to get you to stick some more things up there. I'm going to stick... Can you stick this into your own thoughts, um, Esri? So, actually, I can probably do it for you. Let's just see. There we go. And so we got a human. This is you with this baggage of sin. Okay? Beautiful. So we may think that we are not righteous. Um, now, I haven't... So you'll see there I've done a little cross on the face. We might think that we're not right in being. Now, we are right in being, but we may think we're not. Um, this is a, a believer, someone who has Jesus in their heart, may think that they're not right in being. Because our default mindset is to see ourselves through the lens of our failure and our disappointment. And we may think that we still have to struggle with our nature and with sin. Now, this is a false mindset. Um, This is a false mindset according to Romans. We are to consider ourselves dead to sin. Okay? We need to form a new mindset in alignment with a new reality. We have a new nature. Behold your face. Um, what we have are sin-leaning habits and patterns of behaviour and thought accumulated and ingrained over a lifetime. So if we spend our energy battling ourselves when we don't need to, um, that's, Satan is going to be a happy chappy. Be happy for me. She's happy. Um, we need to remind ourselves God has dealt with our old self, nailing it to the cross with Jesus. It is completely cut off from us. All right. Also, we may, if we think we're still struggling with sin and, you know, that we're sinful people, that that might, you know, stop our relationship with God. And that's not the truth. God, where are you, God? Come on over, God. God is always for us. So, Satan, you can go and sit down. Yep. Yeah, pat pat your sister. High five, you know. Very good. It's a loving family relationship. (laughs) Um, You know, it's not the truth. God is always for us. Um, He is the prodigal son's father who is unseemly in his running towards the child who has messed up before the child says sorry. All right, so uh, let's see. You can stay there. You guys can go and take a seat. Esri, stay here. All right, so why is our thinking like this? Well, as I've alluded to already, we have past experiences, guys, and habits and patterns of behaviour. Yep. They're really paying attention. This is all for you guys, and you're totally, totally not listening. Hello? Hello? No, they're still having a conversation. This is exactly like my English class. All right. Um, so we have these patterns of behavior and thought and habits we need God's help with. The broken cosmos, our broken bodies, that's why I kept this on here. Um, our broken thinking um, and the broken enemy uh, are still being dealt with by God. Um, actually may have come on and stand up again. Like D-Day and V-Day, Jesus has won the decisive battle. He's trying to trip Satan there, nice work. But the enemy is still fighting and hasn't completely been taken off the field yet. We need to address, the thinking, in our thinking, we need to address that although it may look like Satan still rules, may have act like you still rule. <laughs> he doesn't. Sorry, Maeve. We need to change our thinking and agree with God in this. God who is currently sitting down and not paying at all attention to what I'm saying. He has no idea what's going on right now. He doesn't... Yeah, everyone's looking at you. Just, yeah, just stay there, mate. All right. We need to change your thinking to agree with him. Scary thought. All right. 
We also need to address that although we may make mistakes throughout our ingrained habits of behaviour and our ways of being, and it may not feel like we're righteous, when God says we are a new creation, we need to think of ourselves that way. We must reckon, we must think of ourselves as dead to sin and alive to a new reality in Christ. Okay, now if we're confident in our identity, so let's, you can pop that thoughts down, you can go and take a seat. If we're confident in our identity that when things come to threaten us, eh, we're less likely to be shifted as we look to what God says about us. What God says, nope, okay. Uh, So say we fall back into an old habit, we know that that's not us. That's just a pattern of behaviour that God is helping us to work on. It would have been helpful, but it's okay. Do you hang there? It's more entertaining. Okay. Or if someone is mean to us and doesn't like us, we can find our serenity and strength in the fact that God still loves us. You still love, yeah, high five from a distance. Beautiful. Uh, we're his child. We're made in his likeness. Um, and, you know, th- this admittedly, this thinking is something we mature into. It's, it's, it is hard when people in this world are unkind or we make a mistake. So, uh, actually, I am going to take a drink for a second. Nearly done. All right, so why doesn't God, however, shazam our thinking? Hold up the thinking just where you are. Why doesn't he shazam our thinking the way he shazammed everything else? Perfect, Isaac, you may take a seat. And I'm not sure, but I wonder if it's because our being, this beautiful being, uh, is eternal. And that's where we're new. Whereas our body, um, you know, and our thinking and, and this world, they're not. Because it does say that our bodies, you know, will die and this world will end. But anyway, back to the thinking problem. All right, we have been in the dark room of the world. This dark and broken, terrible-looking place. Yeah, put some sunnies on. I told you lots of stuff was going to happen to you. Yeah. In mind and in body. So um, through our experiences, so the stuff we've done and what's been done to us, we've developed these habits and, you know, ways of doing stuff. And... We have a mindset and behaviours that have been formed by our choices, by a broken world and the broken genetic inheritance that we received from our parents. So we have a mindset. Ah, Isaac, I need you again. Yep. That, excellent, that may be partially in error and can I grab, uh, yes, uh, can I grab a volunteer? Because I, yep, come on over, Ethan. So we have a mindset that's partially in error and partially in, if you want to go to the other side of Esri, partially in truth. Okay. Because, so, because this, you know, this is what life sort of gives to us. Uh, despite the fact that we are right in being. Like Eve in the garden, she was right in being. But she was in error when she believed the deception of the enemy. You should be like God because she was already like God. Uh, Putty puts it this way, uh, that when our mind is in error, and I appreciate that is very small, sorry, um, our desires can be mixed and we can make bad choices. So we need to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. All right. It is thinking, not behavior modification, that will transform us. Okay, our mind is full of strongholds and God is dealing with them in an ongoing process of renewal. Yep, you can have these ones, put those on. So he's gradually renewing our minds. We're continually, if we're actively pursuing God, having our mind and our thinking renewed by God, um, dealing with false thinking and habits. Um, 
So God renews our thinking and our ability to see the truth as we, can you turn this around for me, Isaac, as we partner with the Holy Spirit. You might want to go that side so the thoughts are going the right direction. Excellent. All right. So as we think the way the Holy Spirit thinks, as we take our thoughts captive and fix our eyes on the new reality, this guy. All right. Um, and, And he also does this as we can cope with it, as we develop into maturity. So gradually our lenses that we look through are refocused. There you go. Here's some more glasses. All right. And it takes lots of goes. Seeing pretty clearly now. Excellent. You know, Peter, for example, in the Bible, he got a new lens when God told him to eat the unclean foods in a vision. It took three goes for God to get that lens, get that lens on. Um, and then he showed him that the gospel was for unclean Gentiles too. So he's having his lenses changed. And eventually, our ability to see the truth will be complete. And come on up. Do actually come up for me this time, God. And all the lenses that have obscured our thinking will be gone, and we will see face to face. Guys, look at each other. Bim. Excellent. All right, guys, you can all sit down. Thank you. All righty. We're nearly there. They've got more to do. Don't clap them yet. They don't deserve clapping yet. You do? You do deserve clapping? I like that. That's great. All right. So, where am I? Ha-ha. So, repentance, guys. You hear this word, repentance. Repentance isn't, I must be a good person, okay? It is turning to what God says we are. It is aligning with God, okay? Guys, you are not who you think you are. I wish you were listening to me right now because I really want you to understand this. Pay attention, yeah. Yeah, are you? What did I just say? This is like school. <laughs> All right. Uh, we are not who we think we are. We are who he says we are. So we need to rewrite the story we've been telling about God and about ourselves. About God, because how we understand God affects how we understand ourselves. Um, and when I say rewrite the story, what I mean is, when we, what I was talking about before when I said I am... I'm a person battling sin, that thought process. No, we align ourselves with God's thinking. We rewrite the story and say, I am a new creation. Um, We all have stories that we tell about ourselves, who we are, the situations and relationships we're in and our past, which need rewriting. So how we talk to ourselves about ourselves, how we think about ourselves. We need to take those old messed up thoughts and replace them with new ones, just like I did with Isaac when I turned it round with the Holy Spirit. Um, my, personally, you know, as I've sort of understood more and more the completeness of everything Jesus dealt with at the cross, just visualise Jesus running through the pieces of paper there, is to be more amazed by him, to be more grateful, to really want to worship him. Um, and I realise how good the good news is and I want to tell other people. I want you guys to understand this. There'll be a test next time and drive up. Are you paying? No, there won't really be. All right. Um, Also, my response to understanding that God is in this constant position of pursuing us. He's not going, oh, and I need to be forgiven, which I really struggled with when I was a kid. That also makes me go, wow, God is so loving. What a good father. He, you know, that really has made me, it's made me much more secure and at peace going, I don't have to constantly be apologizing for stuff. God is the God who apologizes, you know, he doesn't apologize. God is the God who pursues us and loves us and he doesn't wait for us to apologize. So how do we do this? How do we fix our thinking? Well, we can't do it. God has to. God does everything. He's he's the whole way through. He's been doing it all. We've just been standing here getting makeup put in our face. All right. 
So come on up, uh, Esri, and I'm going to put some glasses back on you just so that we're in that partial mindset. Pop those glasses back on. You're partially seeing accurately and partially not seeing. Uh, and can I have a new person who hasn't been up much who wants to hold something? Yeah, come on up, mate. Excellent. Can you hold up this speech bubble? All right. So we can ask the Holy Spirit. Uh, we can ask the Holy Spirit to renew our mind, our experiences, our choices, our habits. Um, to, we can ask the Holy Spirit to cast off the self-image that we've built around ourselves as a sinner and get him to give us a new identity rooted in Christ. Because you see, the Holy Spirit searches us. It says that in Proverbs. He sees us and understands us as we actually are in a way that we can't see and understand ourselves. I'm sure that you all have people in your lives that you're like, you, you love that person dearly and you know that they have a huge blind spot about something and you just smile and nod and love them anyway. Whereas, you know, there's things we can't see about ourselves, but the Holy Spirit does see them. The Holy Spirit also searches the deep things of God, okay? So the Holy Spirit can help us when we ask him to look at things from God's perspective. Um, come on up, you'll like this. God is higher than us. Come and stand on the level and be higher than your sister. There we go. So he, he can, you know, even sometimes on earth, being higher up can help us get a more accurate picture of things as we see how details fit into a bigger context. So the Holy Spirit can help us have the thoughts about situations and ourselves that God has. Um, you know, there's these verses in the Bible about asking about, let's have the mind of Christ. Think the way God thinks. All right, God, you can sit down and uh, just pop that one there for me. and You can sit down. All right, so... Another truth is that not all our thoughts are our thoughts and we don't have to think them. The enemy, Maeve, come on over, loves the battleground of our mind. Okay, do you want to get all those nasty thoughts and, and bring them over to the ones that are in front of Isaac? Yeah, so the enemy likes to shove nasty and bad and sad and unhappy thoughts at us. And so what you need, my child, is a weapon. Stand up. Stand up, Esri. And put that sword in the way of the, you know, fight off those swords. Just fight at it. I don't know. Stab it. Yes, there we go. Beautiful. Work of gold. Um, <laughs> all right. Because we're battling not against flesh and blood, but the spiritual forces. Okay, we are to guard our mind. That's why we're given a helmet. We're to gird ourselves with a belt of truth, an accurate grasp of the big story. That's what I've been trying to give you today. And the word is full of wisdom to help us fight the enemy. And my favorite is take every thought captive to Jesus. Okay, so I want you to take those thoughts captive. You know, just grab them, grab them off Satan and chuck them on the ground. Beautiful work. All right. When we take our thoughts captive, we are not letting them control us. We challenge our thoughts, hold up the sword, in the light of what God says. All right. You can uh, run away. Thank you so finally, where is our focus? Um, so um, can I have whoever was holding up the Jesus thoughts before? I think that was you. Can you hold up the Jesus thoughts for me? It was Ethan. Ethan, come and hold Jesus thoughts up for me. Finally, where is our focus? Uh, when you ride a bike, I know this very well because I do ride a bike, where you look is where you go. And if you turn and look around, the bike is likely to turn with you and you will fall over. Um, if you look a few metres ahead, you will see some obstacles and be able to avoid them. So if our focus is on the unseen, which is where our authority is, and if we're living from the realm of God rather than this world, which definitely has got some interesting pictures for us, God becomes more real than our situation. Why 
back, um, you might remember in the Old Testament, there's a servant of one of the prophets, I think it was Elijah. He was shown this angelic army with chariots of fire. He was shown the true reality. He was shown this is where his thoughts should be. There was more with them than more against them in the battle. Uh, Colossians says, you have been raised to life with Christ. So set your hearts on things that are in heaven, where Christ sits on his throne at the right hand of God. Keep your mind fixed on things there, not here on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ. Your real life is Christ. Uh, Romans commands us, don't be conformed to this world. This world's, you know, way of thinking and doing things and general messy horribleness that you can see on the ground here. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. All right. So uh, go and sit over there. I will use you one, one more point at the end. So if you guys go and take a seat. All right. So at this point, because I'm a teacher... And the way I like to work is to make sure that you understand the learning is I want to consolidate things a bit with a short sketch. Come on up, helpers. Um, I'm going to clear a little space for us because I can see us all slipping over. Ugh. Mess of world. One day this is what God will wrap up the earth and the cosmos and uh, it won't exist anymore. That's what I just did there. Alrighty. So we'll leave the table here, yeah. Um, so there's your blanky blanky over there. That one, you see it? Excellent. You see, yep, I'm just checking they see everything. Now, this has been very well rehearsed, not. Um, <laughs> and these guys have been very, very kind to um, work with me on this. Uh, that's why we're reading it from script. So this is, this is kind of me summarising a lot of the stuff from today in a way that hopefully you'll get. Now, you guys are in a really not great position over there. Do you want to come over and sit in the front row over here so you can all see? Yep, come on over, Eleanor. All right. All right. Let's hang over here a bit more. Cool. And I'm going to put the microphone down. So this one will be off mic. My apologies to people at home. What I was trying to show you there is it, it can take a while for our lens. We have to re- you know, it takes a few goes for us to get God to get into our understanding sometimes. Um, but if we live in this renewed mind, understanding our true identity. So where's Esri? Come on up, Esri. All right. So I'm, yep, I'm going to take those sunnies off you. There we go. No sunnies for you. All right. If we live in a renewed mind, understanding our true identity, we will be even ever more like the image of God. And the whole world will see that. We're going to show God to the world. Um, and where's my, ah, excellent. I'm going to take this off, this dove off here, and I'm going to put this here. Okay. And if we take to heart the full breadth of all that God has, oh, where's my, one of my holders? Who hasn't held up anything? Yeah, you come on up. Excellent. You can hold up speech bubble for me. Thank you so much. All right. So if we take to heart the full breadth of all that God has restored to us in Jesus, we will be able to confidently declare that he is the good news be able to say, come back to relationship with God. And in his authority, we can extend his good rule and reign to restore the world. And this, linking back, is a story for us to tell and a life for us to live. This is us. All right. So, yay. 